This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strictly Anonymous, me at Cartoon Therapy. If you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe. If you can write a review, write a review or rate the show. Uh, if you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show where I talk to total strangers about all kinds of things. Uh, I like to give advice if you have a problem, even if it's a regular problem, just about love and relationships or any kind of problem, uh, and you have no friends or your friends that want to listen to you anymore, I'll be your friend for an hour and give you advice. You could call into my show, or if you just want to talk about like an interesting life that you have uh, or a secret life that you have, send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com, or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com, and click on be on the show. So today I have on a guy named Jeff. Uh, and Jeff wrote in, uh, and he has a really interesting story. One big part of his story I forgot to bring up, and we didn't really have time for it, so we're going to do a part two with this guy, Jeff. Um, but the things that we do talk about uh, on this podcast is the fact that him and his wife had a very sort of interesting uh sort of journey in their marriage, right? They started off as like super religious. They were Jehovah Witnesses, which I don't really know much about. I ask a lot of questions about that. Um, and then they eventually left the church. So they, and after they left the church, many years after, uh, they became swingers. Now that just sounds like a, a fucking jump, right? Like how did they go from being Jehovah Witnesses and virgins when they're married to being swingers, quote unquote? That's a word. We talk about how bad that word is um, on the show but uh that's what we discuss i ask him a million questions so you hear the whole story uh we talk about what goes down in that religion uh what went down in his marriage before he left why they left the church and how they went from uh being sort of a couple who was very regular in their sex life and in their marriage for most of their marriage to becoming yeah, people who were going to swingers clubs and swingers parties and uh, eventually opening up their relationship to where they now see other people um, and they know about it and they're cool with it. Uh, we talk about all that stuff. We get all the details and it's really interesting. There's another thing that I forgot to talk about. He's also into pantyhose. We don't get much into that. Um, and his wife is into pantyhose and they made her like uh, a pantyhose model. And she's like on some website somewhere. They created a thing where she gets like paid for it and she's got thousands of followers. And that's going to be a whole separate podcast. His whole pantyhose thing, her whole pantyhose thing, uh, because we just didn't have time to talk about it because all the other stuff was uh, super interesting. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Jeff. Do you have a story, 
lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Uh, hey, Jeff, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Good. You're another, like, I get so many pantyhose guys emailing me, but, like, lately the pantyhose <laughs> people that, e- but a lot of times the pantyhose people who email me have all these other stories going on, so I don't even really talk that much about the pantyhose stuff because I've had already so many pantyhose episodes, but, like, because to me what's interesting about you, and I'll just give, like, a quick summary because you gave me that in your email and then we'll just like get into the details. But what's most interesting about you is like you and your wife were married. You've been married a long time, right? And when you guys were married though, you guys were virgins, both of you, right? You were also deeply religious. And I've heard this story before from Mormons. Okay. And then eventually, and we'll talk about the timeline, right? Eventually you got out of your church and you stopped going. And then like fast forward many years later, you guys became swingers, you opened up your relationship, and you guys have had like a lot of really great experiences, right? And you've been doing that for a bunch of years now. And that's what I want to talk about, because that story is always fascinating to me. Are you guys Mormon? Like, what kind of religion were you? We were not. uh, We were Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, okay. But that's hardcore too, right? It's, It's very hardcore. In some ways, probably more hardcore than Mormons, but I would say a similar level. I mean, it's serious. It's it's it is your life. It's right. not a part of your life. It is your life. Right, right, exactly. Like you said, that's yeah. a good distinction. It's not a part of your life. It's your whole life. Right. It is your whole life. Yeah. And when you leave, which is I think a really interesting subject, matter mm-hmm. too, not at all why I emailed you. When you leave, it's a really big deal because we were our kids were already in elementary school when we left. We had kids very young. We got married very young. Mm-hmm. Um, you leave everybody behind. You know, my wife, she was the first person in her family to leave. So from both of her grandparents on both sides, yeah, all the way on down, yeah, she was the very first person to leave. So all wow. of her aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody. And, um, and my family wasn't uh, not that much into it, but, you know, my parents were and, and uh, a couple of my siblings. And you... you you don't totally lose everybody, just kind of depending on how you leave, but you pretty much do. You, it's kind of like Scientology. Kind of excommunicated. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, crazy. This is the kind of stuff I can like dive deep into because I find it fascinating. When I had a couple of Mormon, like eventually I had a bunch of Mormons on and I got the whole story, but I, I'll probably wind up asking you a lot of these questions because I don't know that much about Jehovah Witness. I just think of the people that knock on your door, right? Is that that is that right. you guys? Right? Is that that, that was that was that was how we were both raised, yes, my wife and I. Yep. And so the whole virgin thing was because of you guys were both Jehovah Witness, right? And now let me ask you, how does it work with getting married? in that uh, religion like were you guys set up did you or is it just that you have to meet somebody who's another Jehovah Witness like what goes down like how did you meet your wife right that's exactly what it is they they strongly encourage you to only marry uh, another witness you could which you could marry somebody who's not but it would affect your standing you wouldn't want to it would be looked down on Mm -hmm. uh, especially if you're in a you know um, a so-called strong family that 
that's not normally going to happen. And when it does, it basically means you've either left or you've accepted the fact that you're going to be looked down on. Right. Um, so, so yeah, so no, we, but you, yeah, you just kind of meet each other. They, the How one old, weird though, thing do about they... dating is yeah. you have to be chaperoned when you date somebody of the opposite sex. Oh, really? And when do they, when are you allowed? Cause I'm assuming you all listen, right? And you like do what your parents say and what the religion says, right? Um, uh, yeah, no, not exactly, but not really? kind of do it, at least uh, in a public way. No, not entirely. I mean, you're like normal in that it, sense where that you kind of like break the rules behind your parents' backs, like most young people. Exactly. People right. are human. Yeah. That's what I yeah. mean. Right. So that does go down. Let me ask you this. So like, when are you allowed to start dating? Uh, kind of as soon as you're old enough where you could get married, which. And what and age now, is we that? Got married, we got we got married in 1990. So we're dating in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Things were a little different then. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not like the 50s, but still yeah. things were different in the 80s. And people got married more often at a younger age and in and more so in that religion. So we, when we got married, uh, I was 18. My wife was 20, but I was almost 19 and she was just barely 20. So right. we're a year apart. But mm-hmm. that wasn't abnormal. Like getting married at 19, that was not an abnormal thing in that religion. And we started dating kind of quietly because uh, we were young, or at least I was, when I was 15. Uh, but then by the time I was 16 and getting 17, we were going on dates, chaperoned, and our parents knew we were dating and started to get kind of serious. But you can only date with the purpose of getting married. Oh, interesting. So you got to meet the girl and be like, this is someone that I think that I could see myself with, and then you could go on dates. Right. If you're not old enough, you know, reasonably where you could get married, then you're too young to date. And you can't just date for fun. That's not the purpose of dating. They're very uh, literal in terms of, you know, what they take from the Bible. And so this is one of the things they teach. Yeah, you you date to get married. And who chaperones you? Like, is it your parents or do you, do they have like a, do they sort of is it no. like a babysitter kind of a thing that they have someone come in and go out with you guys or report back or something like who's a chaperone yeah it can kind of be uh whoever so a lot of times for us uh it would be friends uh siblings uh that sort of thing it doesn't have to be an adult you just can't be alone because their whole theory is if you're temptation if you, yeah a guy, a guy and a girl are alone they're gonna fornicate you know that's right. gonna happen yeah and yeah yeah right. Yeah, they're right. It is totally. Yeah. Yeah. But wait, so before you guys were like, so you're chaperoned on every date for real, right? So like, do you get to any bases with each other? Like, do you have, if you want to make out with each other, do you do that in front of the chaperone? Does chaperone let you like sort of, I mean, what happens? How does it work? So, well, I mean, I'm sure it's different for everyone, right? I mean, just like anything else. But for us, uh, we were, you know, we spent a lot of time together, like at our parents' houses. We both lived at home with mom and dad. Uh-huh. And so they wouldn't be in the same room as us all the time. So there were opportunities to kiss and do some stuff. And we did. Yeah. We did some stuff. Yes, we did. And we how far? Because I knew some Mormons that were doing a lot of crazy things, except like, you know, putting it in, which you're just like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I mean, you know, but like, how far did you guys get before you got married what base well so uh so i had done stuff with girls that i went to school with before my wife's so i had done more than her mm-hmm. um she has so to the point when we got married she had kissed two other boys like a peck on the kiss and that was it with yeah any other boy other than me um and i had done other stuff but never intercourse with girls that i went to school with that had nothing to do with religion right um but then uh together 
Uh, I definitely fingered her at some point. Uh-huh. And she, I don't remember this weirdly, but she has a memory of me somehow going down on her somewhere. Really? And we, we talked about it, you know, in later years, we didn't talk about it for a long time. Um, so I don't have as strong of a memory of it as she does, but she never uh, did that for me. There, she, right, right. She, she didn't blow you, but you went down me, on her. Maybe she had touched me through my pants or through my underwear, but there was, there was never a hand job or a blow job or anything like that. And let me ask you this. How was your wedding night? Like the first time you guys have sex? Was it like amazing for the both of you? Because you have like so much chemistry or was it like awkward because you hadn't done anything with each other kind of yet? Like, So uh, it wasn't amazing, but I think it wasn't amazing because it was our wedding day. Right. So we had this big wedding, you know, there's 250 people there and it was at this big wedding hall and you got the whole thing, the, yeah, the ceremony, you know, yeah, at the church exhausted. and then the pictures and this, the whole thing is this, it's a terrible day for it to be the first time, <laughs> right. you know, and, uh, and so we did though, because of course I couldn't wait, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't waiting until the second day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 18 years old, almost 19 and I was a really horny kid, uh, so we did, and that wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Let me ask you a quick question that I forgot to ask you for. Did you? What about jerking off? Like, a, did you do it? And b, was it? Is it okay in your religion, or was it taboo? It's absolutely not okay. And mm-hmm. yes, I did it. Yeah, right. I did it. And I <laughs> and I actually came clean to her about it when we were engaged. Uh, and like, I was very emotional about it. Like I felt really bad. Like I really had real guilt over it because of what was put on you because what was told, right? I mean, this was like you said, your religion was your life. So you probably took the stuff that they told you to heart. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I did it. I didn't, I didn't admit how often I did it. (laughs) I I was like, yeah, this is something that's happened. I've done it. I'm really sorry. You know, I feel terrible about it. I hope I don't do it again. I don't know if I will or not. When in reality, I was, I was probably jerking off daily at the time. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. And what about her? Uh, no, she had never. She had not. Okay. Cool. So you guys go get married, right? You're super young. You're still in your religion. Eventually I'm assuming the sex got great right after your first marriage. Everything was good. First and only marriage. Yes. After we got married. No, I mean, I meant after the wedding night, not after your marriage. I mean, like after the the wedding (laughs) night where it wasn't so great, it was like, it eventually got good. You guys had good sex. Everything was cool. Yeah. Yeah. We had good sex. Not, we had great sex. Yes. But it wasn't crazy sex. It was very traditional missionary. I went down on her a lot. She was not into giving blowjobs. Okay. You know, at some point that obviously things change eventually, but uh, yeah, she was, she didn't like it. It was kind of felt wrong to her and kind of gross, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to speak for her. Right. Um, but that's what, that's kind of what you remember her sort of. The vibe yeah. Was. Yeah. Blowjobs are like an anniversary thing, you know? <laughs> right. Like for your, your birthday. <laughs> so wait, so why do you guys leave your religion? What happened? So, um, you, you know, it's, it's, it, it's very difficult to explain to somebody that's not that has never been a witness. If you had been, I could explain it easier. Uh-huh. Uh, personally, I started to have just some serious questions about things. I didn't, there were things I never believed, Yeah. but I, I just totally discarded them. I put them off to the side, kind of put them in a little box, left them alone. And then, uh, right around 2000, we did a big project in our house and I, I did it mostly myself. I'm mean, helped from a lot of family, especially my father-in-law. 
And I was so busy for those six weeks that we built this giant addition in our house and redid it and had to get it done for the bank in six weeks. I didn't go to, they call it the Kingdom Hall, their church. Uh-huh. And I just didn't go at all. I was just, which is ex- extreme because there's three meetings a week at the Kingdom Hall and you go door to door in addition to that. Back then, they've changed since then, but you go to it. So four times a week, you're going oh, there God. at least, at least, sometimes more. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just didn't go at all. For that but if you really time. think about it, I just got to tell you, if you really think about it, think about how smart that sort of concept is, right? Because it keeps you, it doesn't give you time to start thinking, you know what I mean? To get the fuck out, right? Like, look, you didn't go for six weeks and then all of a sudden you were like, you know, AWOL, <laughs> right? But like no, when you were going all the time, no, but I'm just saying like, you know, yeah. when you're going all the time and you're doing it all the time, like it does give you less time to sort of have those doubts. Maybe you have them, like you said, but you, you the next day you're walking around or you're back in the kingdom hall. So like you just leave it in the box, but you had six weeks of none of that right so maybe all that stuff started to percolate that's absolutely right and there were things before that like they they're very down on associating with people who are not witnesses um they really discourage involvement in school activities for kids sports mm-hmm. going to dances anything really yeah. they want you to only associate with other witnesses and we didn't buy into that for our kids so even while we were witnesses our kids were playing uh, you know little league and ayso soccer they, we felt it was important for them to do all that stuff so uh, while they weren't going to kids' birthday parties that they went to school with, they were they were playing baseball and soccer and stuff like that. And so we were kind of starting to be rebels a little bit back then. And then, uh, good thing yeah, your wife was then, like like minded. I mean, you de- definitely married the right person, you know, because like you know, imagine you were with somebody else who was very you know sort of by the book and didn't want that, you know, because I think when you have kids. It, you start to have, you realize like you have very strong sort of feelings about things, right? And if you don't sort of have, a, if you conflict with your partner on them, that's a big fucking problem, right? <laughs> you know, if you had a yeah. wife that was like, no, I want to go by the church yeah. and we can't have them be in soccer and all these things and you wanted it. I mean, you were lucky that you and your wife were on the same page. Yeah, you're right. I was. And I think a lot of that is not just a matter of, I mean, I think a lot of it is luck, but a big portion of it too is is you know really good communication and and I'm sure we'll talk more about that yeah with some of the other things that I think we're going to talk about mm-hmm. but we've always been really good about that we talk to each other my wife's not doesn't come easy to her mm-hmm. to, to sometimes to talk about difficult subjects but it does me and I'm content to push it and I'll push her I'll push her beyond her boundaries and we have these great conversations we we're certainly each other's best friends for sure. And so I think during that time before 2000 and those, you know, two to three years before then, and then this abrupt thing happens in 2000 where you're exactly right about, I had this six weeks, a little longer where I didn't go at all. And then the first time I went back, I looked around and thought, this is not for me for the first time in my life. I I had never, I had never had that thought even. Wow. And even while I wasn't going, I thought, well, I'll just start going again. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, even though I had these things in my head that bothered me uh, when I started going again, like the first time back, I was like, yeah, no. So communication became huge at that point because there's never been even a moment, not a day, but not even a moment where I thought my wife and I wouldn't be together until we die. You mm-hmm. know, I, I've never thought that. I know we're gonna, we're in it. 
no matter what. So, so there was a time when she was still going and involved and trying to keep our kids somewhat involved. And I wasn't, and we had to work through that and we did. Right. Yeah. That's pretty great. That's pretty amazing. We're pretty lucky because I'm that. sure yeah. there were people in her family, right, that were telling her maybe she shouldn't be with you. You know, because what you were doing, right? Because they were hardcore. Good news: Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So, if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yeah, you know, there weren't too many of those conversations. There's a big thing. There's a big thing uh, in their religion, the head of the house being the man. Oh, and that's good. It's, <laughs> yeah, that's a big thing. And so, you know, if it was the other way around, there probably would have been a different type of pressure. But for her, you know, she's not going to get a lot of pressure from the elders to usurp her husband's authority which wow, sounds crazy to me now no, no, like no, that, but term, that, makes sense. that term just flashed back into my brain from pre-2000 but like that's a term that they would use from time to time so wow uh, yeah. so yeah she didn't have a ton of that until kind of she started to drift away too and then there was more pressure on her from from her family and and me too for that matter to you know come back and they have this big family reunion that her family does every year. There was one year, I'm not sure where it is in the timeline of things, but we were uninvited. We were basically just asked not to come. And so that led to a lot of conversation with her brother and her cousins and her parents. And, um, but she was already, she was already pretty much done at that point. And that was the nail in the coffin for her. Right. Right. When that, when they were pushing her that way. Yeah, when they were like, yeah, you can't come to the family reunion because you guys aren't going to the kingdom. And she was like, well, <laughs> this is your decision, not mine. And, you know, she was she was barely, you know, she was going out, almost out of obligation to begin with. And then she was like, this is certainly not the true religion if this is the way you're going to treat people. Right. No, that's very, listen, I, I think it's very brave of you guys to, you know, get out and sort of follow what you felt and was right, you know, at after your whole life of being in this, you know, I think it's great that you were, like I said, we're both on the same page and chose to do it together and kept your family together. And so how do you go from that? I mean, you had a bunch of years before. It's not like you got out of the church and you guys became swingers, right? And this is, you're married to a woman who won't barely blow you, right? So how do you go from that to starting to open your relationship up? to other people okay so it is kind of i guess it's somewhat complex but you kind of look for markers along the way yeah you look back and try to decide and a big a, a huge turning point in our marriage was um probably around oh 
07, I want to say, or 08, I had an affair. I was going to, um, honestly, I was going to say, did someone cheat because your timeline, you were like, at this point, like, no, no one had been with anybody yet. At this point, we start, you know, and I'm just like, what does that mean? Yeah. That means somebody cheated, right? Yeah. Right. Before, yes, because it was, exactly, you know, ex- yeah, exactly what happened. Yeah. Because neither of us had done anything with other like people. Said, and then you're like, engaged, I had done stuff with girls in high school, but during our marriage, I had not so much just kissed anybody else. She certainly never did either. Uh, nothing. We were faithful. I was faithful. I was a really what, horny guy. What, I was looking, at, I was looking at porn affair. on the internet. You know, I was, I was still, you know, I, I was a little bit of a freak, but I wasn't acting on it. But what, uh, how did the affair, how did the affair happen? If you could like what? Uh, so, uh, so yeah, around, I'm not sure if it was 07 or 08. So yeah. I went to a bar with a friend, which is something I didn't do. I didn't mm-hmm. go to bars. You know, even after we left the religion, I, I had young kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was busy. You know, we we started out life kind of poor. I mean, we're we're very comfortable right now, but we, we were. I was working hard, and right. she was too. And we had little kids, and I coached all their sports and was involved in everything. And I felt like I had to had to succeed in that and right, you were focused kids. on right you were focused really on family yeah, and really, your career I, and everything it really was yeah uh-huh. so so any deviant behavior of mine was was spent in you know in the office at the computer for a half hour oh, at night right. at pornography you know so the first time um, you go to a bar when you start going to a bar all of a sudden this is like a whole new world for you very first time i went to a bar uh went with a friend uh and couple of girls came in who one of them was a couple of years ahead of me in high school. And I, along with everybody else, had a crush on her in high school, you know, back in uh-huh, high school. She uh-huh. was gorgeous. So now fast forward 18 years after high school or whatever it is. And to me, she's still gorgeous. Yeah, I, she was. She, she was. You know, she's really, really she attractive. She kept herself woman. up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She looked good. Pretty, you know, I thought so anyways. Um, but she came into the to the bar with a friend and they had been drinking. They were already drunk and me and my friend had had a few and they were wild girls and uh, married girls, but they were shocked that I was there. They were like, oh my God, you know, I can't believe you're here. And it doesn't make sense that, that they kept using my name first and last that you were, you know, in the bar. And, uh, and they're like, you're, you're like the hot dad in our, they referred to our town. Yeah, so they knew you know, were married. Like, they know, know you. Like, I didn't right. know anybody referred to me as that. You oh know? my god, I was hilarious! Like, I was like really flattered by that and thought it was awesome. And uh, yeah, and they were drunk and wild. It was a Thursday night, and by one o'clock in the morning, we were still there, and they were showing their boobs. And I ended up in the bathroom with one of them, and um, then in, in the van. I was just with, gonna say, did you fuck someone in the car? Her her, her minivan. I think we we threw the car seat. We threw the car seat in the back, and uh, the car seat. And and things and things happened. So and so yeah. So so that kind of you know one thing kind of led to another. And and I didn't think I was having an affair. I thought. Oh, you continue to see that girl. Well, we were we were friends. We're in the same small town, and we see each other out and. And I, each time, you know, something happened, I thought, well, this is wrong and I can't do it again, but she's awesome and she's fun. And, uh, why wouldn't I hang out with her still with her friends and whatever, but things kind of kept happening. 
But let me ask so, you this. Where did you, where, were, were you having any issues with your wife at the time or was it just everything with your wife was like really great and it just happened that this girl was there because she was hot you were with her or was there something going on with you and your wife? Uh, no, everything was great. Okay. Um, I would say that our sex had gotten, it was good. It's always been good. Yeah. Where I'm attracted to her. She's really beautiful. And, and she has always seemed attracted to me. I think she would say she is. Um, so the sex was always good. We always had good communication. We we're always good friends. We always have liked spending time together. So no, there was nothing bad in the marriage. It was just like, this girl was wild and my yeah. wife was not. Right, right, and right. That was, that was really, you know, I was drawn to that like a moth to the flame. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, it something was awesome new for me. you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was doing stuff with other guys and talking about it, even though she was married and she didn't care. And I thought it was amazing. I thought it was awesome. I loved that This was, I didn't even know this stuff went on. I didn't realize I'm, I've always been a natural flirt and yeah. girls have always flirted with me. I didn't know when somebody flirts, it means they want to fuck. I thought they were just flirting. <laughs> but a lot of times so, it doesn't mean that they want to fuck, just so you know. Yeah, but this well, girl I've was learned, down. I've learned that that's not entirely true. But Maybe when you're older. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know, I don't right. Know. Yeah. I don't know. But I was very, very, very naive. And um, in a short time, got exposed to a lot. But I came clean uh, about the affair. I mean, your, your question was, you know, how did how did one thing lead to the next? I came clean about it eventually that this had been an ongoing thing and that several times we had done stuff together. Oh, my God. And the people in town were talking. I had to come clean, really. I was going to say, why did you do it? Because you felt like it was just compounded, like eventually she would have found out or... And you wanted to get ahead uh, of the story or like you yeah, felt yeah, guilty suppose, or like what was the I reason suppose, for telling her? Yeah, I felt like she deserved to know. And I was afraid she was going to find out from somebody else. The, um, and so, yeah. So, so, yeah, that was what that was basically what it was. So and <laughs> I don't know how it goes when other people who have a reasonably good marriage, when one comes clean and says, hey, I, you know, and I had lied about it, too you should know like i had lied to her i had told her you know because she had asked and i said yeah i was gonna ask you did she ever meet the girl did she hang out with you guys did she like you know no she she, not only did she not hang out with her she wouldn't have at the time at the time we're very different people then people change a lot yeah 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 we were very different at the time she would have never hung out with her she would have she she would have been with her for 10 minutes and said get me away from this chick. Right, right, right. Um, okay. Because she was just the, they were just the opposite of mm-hmm, one another. Mm-hmm. And so she and had straight up asked this... you though about this girl. Like, what, is yeah, anything oh, going yeah. on? And you looked her in the face and like sort of guaranteed oh, yeah. her like nothing. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty harsh, but tell me how she oh, reacted yeah. when you told her. It was rough. It was a big fight. It was, um, she didn't leave. She didn't ask me to leave. Um, but it was really rough. She cried a lot. And, I've never felt worse than that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and she asked a lot about what we did. And a lot of it was that this girl was, you know, she'd have a few drinks and she was ready to suck my dick. And that was awesome. Right. And, and so that was jobs a lot that, of it, you that was something a... I didn't get at home. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. I never got a blowjob. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, so I told her in the afternoon, late afternoon, we made it through dinner with the kids. Um and then, you know, the deep conversation in the bedroom after the kids are in bed and it's a fight and it's crying and it's, 
how could you and and all of that stuff that I deserved to hear and not probably not nearly as much as I deserved to hear. And the whole thing ended with the best blowjob of my life. (laughs) (laughs) What's the moral of that story? I don't know. (laughs) I'm real. The whole yeah, because I had to tell her, you know, she's like, yeah, I liked it, and it was really cool, and we had to talk about that, and uh, and yeah, that very night, and and so there's more to that. To, you know, things that have happened in between. I'm not going to share everything. I don't know who's going to hear this. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, so I'm not going to share every detail um, of everything that's happened between then and now. My wife knows there are things that have happened that she doesn't know about. I've um, Anything that would happen now, I can tell you there's no way I would keep a secret from her. Right. But let me ask you this. So you cheated. Did that lady's husband ever find out? Did your wife yeah. tell, tell the yeah. husband the husband yeah. found oh, out yeah. too? Oh, yeah. Did yeah, they stay together? Um, yeah, they stayed together too. He had, so I should be careful. How, how many people listen to your show? How likely is it? Okay. But yeah. I change your, vo- listen, you know how many people have this story? Don't worry. Like your voice is going to be changed. Your name is changed. You know how many people like yeah, fuck someone's husband? Like yeah. I, they're not going to yeah, know the specifics. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Well, they're, they're still together. He had had previous affairs. He had a child from somebody yeah. else while he was married to her mm-hmm. and they, in fact he had a child born like three days apart from one of his oh my god i think i had him yeah. on my show i had someone on my show like that <laughs> but i think it was the woman that got a baby three days later yeah i don't know yeah yeah i don't know so he he uh he was actually sleeping with somebody during the whole time we were oh she okay didn't so. she didn't know that right but he still didn't react well at all of course um, there's always that double standard Right. On right. both sides, and, and right? still, I mean, hey, not for, I mean, just because one person is lying doesn't make it right for the other person to lie still. I mean. Right. Uh, but you have the double standard. I don't understand. I never have. But, yeah, he didn't handle it well. So, and, and I could go into that at length, too. But I'm Yeah, not, we don't I'm need to. No, I want to get yeah. to the point where you guys are swingers, right? <laughs> so, um, so, so how do you sort of work through that? Did it take, how long did it take before, I mean, you obviously stayed together, right? I mean, she sort yeah, of learned never, to trust was, you. Again, yeah, that was never, nev- that was never in question. Right. Um, not, not even for a moment. And she would tell you that we worked through it. We talked a lot about it. I think that's um, great. I think there's so many people because the whole thing with cheating and people being with other people. And I just think that there's so many families that have been sort of ripped apart because of cheating and a lot you know listen there's some kinds of cheating that's worse than others i don't think you could put all cheaters in the same category you know um but like a guy like you who um and i think that there's this happens sometimes you know that has been basically for the most part very monogamous totally in love with his wife you know not you know and then has a a sort of falling out or does something or, or, or even a woman the same way you know and then if the wife finds out to sort of end the whole thing and have the children sort of be put through all that, you know, just because I just think, you know, that's a lot to sacrifice for the one thing. I just think, you know, because it's not really that big of a deal. Right. I don't know. <laughs> it's easy well, for me to say because you're not my husband. But it's what I mean is that I think it's really hard to work through and it's hard to get the trust back and everything. But I give you guys credit for doing that. And I give your wife credit for that. And I think that if you have kids, and like I said, you weren't like, you know, there's worse types of cheaters, you know, and I I think that it was, uh, it's great that you guys chose to sort of stick through it, and work it out and stay together. 
Well, I, I do too. It. I think she gets the credit for that, though. I mean, you know, yeah. more than more, certainly. Well, that's you know, she what gets I mean. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing that she did. And and I think uh, in in years after that, I, I have a I have a high sex drive, and I'm you know, like a lot of people that call into your show. I'm I'm a really horny guy, and I'm kind of a freak, and. If she did the same thing, she knows I would forgive her. There's no question. I would have encouraged her to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I think that, it, at least eventually, not initially, but I think eventually that makes it easier. You know, that we, we had friends, even before that, we had friends that we do have a conversation about cheating, and they'd say, oh, if he ever did that to me, I'd leave him. Or yeah, if that's he ever what I mean. Yeah, uh-huh. me, I would leave. And we would always say to our, each other afterwards, that's insane. Yeah, that's no matter what, what you did, no matter right. what you do, and this is before the affair, no matter what you do, we would both say to each other, I'm never leaving you. You're stuck with me. I love you. And 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 we would always say, are, are they really in love if one time cheating? That's what I mean. Leave? Yeah, you're saying it a yeah. lot better than I did. But this is that's the point I was trying to make, you know. But I think you guys have, like you said, the, the things that you've said about your wife, like she's my best friend. Like it, there's never been a doubt in my mind that I want to be with her. So maybe... You know, there's a, there's something to that, what you said, like, do they really love each other? Maybe like people that that's happens to that they leave, they have a, a other problems, right? That make it easier to walk away. But like I asked you, did, were you having issues with your wife? The worst thing was that she didn't give you enough head. But besides that, everything was really great with her, right? So why yeah. let, and that's what I think, and that's what I was trying to say, like, why let one sort of transgression ruin a whole relationship? I think it's very extreme, you know, and a lot of people have that sort of rule, and they think it, you know, and a lot of people look down on women, or if if they do choose to stay, you know, or they, you know, and I just think that, um, you know, I think it's great that you guys weren't that couple. Because um, look where you I- are now. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a good payoff. So, yeah. So uh, you yeah, cheat, so, she finds out. And then how do you inch your way over the years? Because it's not right after that. Right. So many years go by before you open up your relationship. Did you guys just start having more freakier sex because of the cheating and stuff? Because you said you got like the best blowjob ever that night. Like, did things start getting better? Yeah. Yes. I mean, like I said, sex was good before, but it's pretty much missionary and me mm-hmm. going down on her. Those are the two things we did. And uh, in the, you know, three, four years after that, um, blowjobs became, she became really good. At it. And she got to a point quickly, oddly, where this thing enjoy doing it all she wanted to do. She liked it. And then we found out she really likes getting spanked. And um, I already knew she liked having her hair pulled, but we'd explored more of that. And our sex started to get a little freakier, but nothing really crazy. Just normal husband and wife stuff in the bedroom. Right. Really. Right. Um, And then, so, so then the next big turning point is probably in 2010 or 11. uh, No, 11. Uh, so a, a friend of mine, he'll, he might come into the story later too. He's the life of the party. He's that guy. He's, yeah. You know, 
just he's that guy. I'm not going to go into further detail because I don't want to identify who he is. I don't want to tell anybody yeah. else's stories. And we may talk more about him later. Um, but he calls me up one morning. We had been out drinking the night before. I was at breakfast with a friend at the diner. He calls me up. It's like 1030 in the morning, 10 o'clock in the morning. He says he's got his voice from and he, he, he clearly he just woke up and he's probably still drunk. And he says, we're uh, we're getting a limo and we're going to a strip club. And I'm like, you're an idiot. Yeah. And he's like, nope. He's like, nope, we're going to a strip. And I had never been to a strip club in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had. Uh, and and I hung up on him. I'm like, you're an idiot. Go back to bed. You need sleep. He calls me up 10 minutes later, sounding chipper and, you know, top of the day. He says, all right, I called. I got the limo. It's meeting us at the bar at noon. <laughs> right. He's like, you got to get 10 other guys to fill this thing. Right. So I'm like, it's in like, you know, it's like less than two hours. I'm like, there's no way. And he's like, it's coming at noon. You got to get 10 other guys. All right. <laughs> so, so I did. I, you know, mm-hmm. shot out a bunch of packs and we got a dozen guys. We went to the strip clubs that day, went to a few of them. And it was a really amazing day. And at one of the strip clubs, so all the guys are doing, um, you know, they're going in the back, getting the private lap dances and I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the girls, of course, are bugging me, just like all of them. Of course. And one girl, she kind of kept bugging me. And actually, I had danced on this. I had danced. I mean, there's a dozen guys show up on a Saturday afternoon at a strip club. They'll let you do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, they're so happy to see you guys spending money in the middle <laughs> of the afternoon. <laughs> right. not, it's not, you know, it's, usually it's a 78-year-old guy in there on a Saturday afternoon. Right. This and you're is, the hot guy of, in town, so we know you're good This is all guys yeah. between 20 and, 20 and 40 years old. All, uh-huh. Yeah. So, so they, we could do anything. So I literally, I was dancing. The strippers were tipping me. We had a great time, but I wouldn't do the dance. So she pushed me. She's like, oh, why not? So I said, my wife, it, you know, I think I can, I think I can explain this to her. I think I can tell her I went to a strip club and I think it'll be okay, but I don't think that part will be okay. Right. And she's like, you could dance on the stage. You could do that. That would be okay. And I'm like, well, I'm really not sure. I'm like, but the private dance, I just don't. I think that's just drawing a line. She she was really impressed by that. She thought it was awesome. She was asking all about my wife. We got into her like a real legit conversation with a stripper. Yeah. And and her husband turns out was the manager. He was there too. And she says, you know, you got to check out this website. And it's a swinger website. Mm-hmm. She gives me the website and she says, I want you to look us up on there, find our profile, and just check it out and show your wife. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it seemed like the craziest thing in the world that I would ever tell my wife. Yeah. That I couldn't even, I couldn't even think about telling her that I had a private dance. Yeah, um, totally. It's so of course I go home and search the website immediately the minute I get home. And, uh, and I never did find her profile because I forgot what her profile was, but I'm exploring this Swinger website and there's a description of these parties that go on and you learn a lot real quick about how people like threesomes and some people like foursomes and some people like to have sex in front of other people and not participate. And some people like to soft swap, but not there's all these terms. Yeah. And it all sounded amazing to me. Yeah. And additionally, and I'm going to kind of back up a little bit, our small little town, everybody thinks everybody's a swinger. There's all these rumors about everybody. It's a drinking town. I and think that's whatever, every town. I can't even tell maybe, you what I hear. Maybe. Yeah. But it's just it's just not true. It's mm-hmm. just not. And those rumors were there about us for years, for four or five years. About you, you know, and your wife? Before yeah. you were. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Before you anybody were. Anybody that was... Anybody that was fun and went out and had a few drinks and had a few They're dollars, swingers. they were part of the swinger crowd. Oh, right. interesting. Okay. 
Yeah. So yeah. So plenty of rumors about us. So there's that to this where people already were talking about it right kind of regularly mm-hmm. i didn't even know what it meant entirely to be honest yeah um so uh at some point i brought it up to my wife and uh she said i was out of my fucking mind <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i mean she's like you're crazy and i don't know what happened i don't remember i, I really i really don't and she doesn't entirely either either um but eventually we decided to go check out a party just to watch just to see what it's like for the fun of it. Right. Yeah. And she was so, down to do that. I mean, like you were both decided you do this together. And one yeah, of the parties just, that you found on the website that that stripper gave you. Right. Yeah. We're wow. just going to go. Mm-hmm. We're just going to go to the party and see what it's like. And um, it was a, you know, it was like this giant party. They, they take over the whole hotel, every room and they have the party in the ballroom. And um, there's like so many people there. There's spillover into second hotel. So we decided, well, we'll get a room so we don't have to drive home. We'll stay in the second hotel. We didn't stay in the main hotel. Um, so we, you know, we get dressed up and it's this big party and we show up and it was the most wild thing I had ever seen. I mean, it was just, and we were raw meat to these people. You know, we're newbies <laughs> right. and they know it. You know, they know it right away and, and, and they love it. And, um, it could have done. It could have done anything we wanted that night. My wife was a nervous wreck. Apparently, she didn't seem it, but she yeah. drank a little too much tequila, and uh, she ended up getting sick and throwing up at the party. And we went back to our hotel room and went to bed <laughs> because she was drank so much. <laughs> but wait, what yeah, did try, you see? Try. Like, first of all, how many people were there? Like, was it hundreds? Yes, hundreds. Hundreds. Yes. Now, was like, what was the demographic? Like, just all over the place, from really young to really old. Were the people mostly good looking? Were they surprisingly so, good looking? Were they not? So, like, so no, they were not. I would say the demographic of the party I wouldn't describe as good looking, but with hundreds of people, yeah. well over two hundred people for sure. Yeah. yeah, there were really good looking people there, mm-hmm. and there was one girl that really took an interest in me there who was a unicorn, which I didn't know what that was. What didn't is know what a it unicorn? Meant at the time, she was there with another, she came in alone. She came with a couple of who were friends of hers. She was totally on her own. She was looking for a threesome or whatever. Oh, yeah, that loved. is a unicorn. Yeah, yeah, she loved me. And she was all about it. Um, mm-hmm. But nothing nothing happened. Um, but I felt like I had found my people. Right. You know, I felt <laughs> like... This is, you know, this these is where are I my belong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you walk up to a group of people and it, now, it, was, just, me, it was just really but, sexually charged environment. And, and what the were they doing in the party? Was, like, were they, did you see people having sex or people not dressed no. or people dressed? Like, is that the, not, the sex took place in the rooms? The sex took place in the rooms, but people are dressed barely some people and women are showing their tits and pulling up their dresses and they're not wearing panties and they're not afraid to show it. And, uh, and they'll, you know, touch you and you can touch them. And it's like, everything is a free for all. And to me, coming from the strict religious upbringing and being in a monogamous marriage, other than, uh, you know, a couple of dalliances. Yeah. Um, this was incredible to me. It was like Disney world for adults. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I could imagine. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, but like I said, nothing happened, but my wife wasn't disgusted by it. She right. didn't think it was, she didn't think it was awful. She didn't want to have sex with anybody else. Mm-hmm. She, she didn't want to do that. Uh, but she, you know, afterwards she was like, yeah, I would go again. It was fun. It was cool. I wish I didn't get sick, you know? And, um, 
So eventually we did go to other parties, none quite as good as that one, maybe, but close, some of them. Uh And, you know, at first you kind of end up in bed with another couple and you're next to them. You have sex and you go home the next time you kind of touch each other and things go on. And eventually doors just get opened. You have open conversation. You go in with all these rules for each other. Yeah. What were your guys' rules? Uh, our rules at that party was oh, I couldn't they... do anything right. unless she gave me explicit permission and it would only be touching. No oral, no intercourse. But this touching. is very early in the beginning. Like after the first time, like you guys had sex in front of people, did it like, like, did it make your sex life like just become so much better? Like once you started yes. doing that kind of stuff, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. I really loved, I loved my wife being naked in front of other people. I had had that fantasy already. I had traded pictures with a friend of our wives and I loved it. I, I just loved, I loved seeing his wife naked as much as him seeing my wife naked. Right. Like mm-hmm. That was, that was a real thing for me. Right. And, and I had, I had sent pictures into voyeur web. It's a big voyeuristic website where you can share pictures of your wife and i had done that once um so so that element of her just being naked in front of other people right already was like a huge turn on for you sure and we had had conversations you know as as our sex opened up over the years would you ever do anything if the situation was right are you more likely to touch a guy or a girl you know i just peppered her with questions and drove her nuts at times but i'm talkative sometimes during sex and uh-huh. i want i want to live out these fantasies with her and talk about them so we had discussed a lot you know, of stuff right some possibilities sure during sex you know and uh so yeah so then eventually you know the next party a little more happened and uh then we were with a couple uh we so we'd, we'd only done parties you know the through the website, you can get together with them. A couple, you can go on a date. We never were interested in that. It was just, we just wanted to party and have fun and do some wild stuff. Yeah. Well, one couple convinced us to, that they wanted to meet up. They were from out of town. They were coming into town. We met them at a local dance club here and hung out with them for the night. And they had a room. We ended up going back to the room. And that was the first time that we actually uh, had sex with another couple. And you did you do full swap? Like she went with the other guy, you went with the guy. Did she we go with the together, woman? Like, and mm-hmm. We were together in the same bed and that briefly happened. It was a big deal. It was brief. It was over quick. It wasn't nobody finished. Um, but it led to a lot of really great conversation. Mm-hmm. And and that that night, well, it wasn't the you know, it wasn't the greatest experience in the whole world or anything like that. That opened the door to both of us kind of being like, you know, there's no reason for rules. The rule should be let's let's be open and let's talk about everything. And, right. you know, let's get out of this what we want and and be open about it. And as long as you use protection and have a good time and everybody's safe and we are open and honest, uh, we'll just see what happens. And let me ask you this. Seeing her with another guy, I'm assuming that was a turn on to you, right? It wasn't like it freaked you out or did it freak you out or were you okay with it? And Oh, no, I thought it was awesome. It never right. freaked me. I never thought, I knew it wouldn't freak me. I never thought for a second it would, and it did right. not. Right, You said yeah, you no. would encourage if you found out she cheated on you yeah, before, absolutely. right? That was yeah. interesting. And what about her? Like, did it, seeing you as another woman trigger, like, the cheating stuff, or did she like it, or did she grow to like it? Like, what How did? What was her first experience seeing you with somebody else like? Uh, no, she liked it. No, she liked it, and she really actually enjoyed it. And as we did some, as we had some more experiences with other people, 
she really liked that part of it. She liked to see how, you know, I could, like there were occasions where, you know, I got somebody off in front of her and she saw that. And it was like really hot to her that I could give somebody an orgasm. And it was really hot to her how into me they were. Yeah. Uh, which was great for me. I was like, you know, it was just awesome that she felt that way about it. And, and it just, uh, just opened up, uh, uh, remember we were both virgins. We got married. We hadn't experienced anything. But also think about the thing between where like, this is a woman who like, you know, had a, was told you cheated at some point and she was crying hysterical and like, you know, how many years later here she is enjoying you with another woman you know like how how far she came from that time you know like that's kind of crazy that it's the same woman right and that's the same thing and that could you know that the story sort of evolved into that is like so interesting it is it is crazy and we like we didn't we never considered ourselves swingers really Mm -hmm. um and we and we still don't um which is kind of funny because i guess we are right um but we more consider that we have an open marriage now and and that kind of you know there's more of an evolution that's taken place since those first few parties but yeah what um, has happened though like so you had that full swap she eventually sort of realized she really likes to watch you with other people did you just continue to go like did you keep seeing that one couple or like no, no, no. We've never had anything like that go on with another couple. Or we, we were just going to parties to have a good time. And mm-hmm. and eventually, like I said, the rules kind of dropped. Like, let's just have fun. And so lots of cool, interesting stuff happened, for sure. I, like what? Um, well, you know, we we were at, we've been at orgies where there's many couples having sex. We've been not not like a not like you go for an orgy, but like it's at one of these big parties and you end up with lots of people having sex. Right. And and uh, and, you know, these oh, these hotel takeover parties, the doors are just left ajar. Mm-hmm. You just walk in and out of you know, room any room after, right. room, after mm-hmm. room and there's all you see anything you can imagine. Right. Um, and sometimes you participate and sometimes you just watch and sometimes people watch you and you get to experience some really cool stuff. But we never we were like, OK, we're swingers now. That never happened. Right. We, we really didn't feel that way about it. We were just trying to find a new experiences and figure out what we like and don't like and what's fun and not fun. And it's never not interesting. And after every you know, some experiences weren't great. Yeah, there was never but there was never a fight or anything like that. It always led to great conversation and we always laughed about it afterwards. And um, and so it was, it was a really good time. And I'm not, we were never going once a month or anything like that. It was a couple times a year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we did that for three or four years. Um, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of stopped. It kind of we just kind of got bored with it. It mm-hmm. wasn't it was no longer stimulating. You know what been I mean? There, it's it's like, kind of been there, done that. It's like what's yeah. left, right? You've seen yeah. it all. Been, yeah. Right, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you can walk into the room and you can see the girl looking at you, you know, okay, we're going to fuck now. Well, that's not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if she's hot, it's not that fun. It's just not eventually. Right. So, uh, so we kind of stopped, but our lifestyle is such that we have been able to have experiences without that on our own we've our kids are raised now we had kids very young yeah so you know we we our kids are raised we have we go out a lot we we have like i said we 
we can basically do whatever we want. You know, yeah. when you're when you're in 20s, you don't have kids, you you party it up, and you can do whatever you want. You live it up, and you're single, and you have a good time. Well, we're in our 40s, and we have unlimited funds basically to do whatever it is that our hearts desire at the drop of a hat. And so we get in, you know, some pretty cool environments and situations, and we've had threesomes and, you know, lots of experiences that we're not in a swinger club. We're just with our friends or we're just with people. But how does that come up? Like, because you're just drinking, you're with your regular friends and you guys are open and someone brings it. Like, how how have you sort of fell into these other experiences? Have you put ads out? Like... No, 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 no. Like you were saying at first, just you're with your friends and you're drinking and one thing leads to another and then everybody's having sex. Just or, like they said know, in your town, everyone's fucking everybody. This is going down in all these towns. I just told someone this the other day. This is what's it's, going on. It's really... You're not um, the only ones. It's it's really... Like, I, like, you know, before I had had that affair... I would have never imagined that this happens. It's so easy. <laughs> right. But it is. And it really is. All right, wait, are you and still in that same town? We we do live in the same town. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, you know, we just, we just had a weekend in Europe. We just had a weekend in uh, Manhattan, you know, a couple of weeks ago. We went to a sex club there, which is a great experience. And we travel a lot in the summer. And so we have experiences while we're traveling and it doesn't happen at home. It's not, it's not going to the local bar and picking yeah, up yeah. a chick and bringing her back to the house. You know, it's not that, but, um, so yeah. So anyways, so yeah, these kind of experiences happen. We had some threesomes and we have had a couple, one or two experiences with couples too, where one thing led to another and not full intercourse and like that, but everybody's kind of doing stuff with each other. And right. And then the next day everybody's like, are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, it happened. We were drinking. It was a good time. No big deal. And it's over. And, uh, and then, uh, maybe, Oh, a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago. I'm not sure. We were with my friend, the one that got the limo for everybody. Yeah. And, uh, we were at his house and, he said, you guys want to go in the hot tub? And so the three of us went to the hot tub, and him and my wife ended up doing stuff together. This is the first time we had had a threesome with a guy. Right. This was a, new, this was a very new experience. Your other threesomes were always with women? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this. Did yeah. your wife go with women, fool around with women, too, or, or is she just with you when you've had threesomes? Did she ever hook yeah, up no, with women? Would, yeah, no, she would do stuff with women, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or in a couple situation. It's not. She wants... She wants a man. I mean, she wants a dick. You right. Know, she, she, she likes the dick. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, but, but it's fun. And, it, and, and certainly there was a point where it was just so new. It was a new experience. And, you know, it's great to try new things once you, when you can't for so long. Yeah. And then all, and then all of a sudden you can do whatever you want, whatever you think of, you've got to kind of try some things to figure out what you like mm-hmm. and you're not going to like everything. Right. And um, so she's, she's, uh, let's, let's call her bi playful. Mm-hmm. She's not really, you know, she's not really bi. She doesn't really want to be with a woman alone, but she'll do whatever with right. a woman if it's fun and, and there's good energy and, and the girl has positive energy. What about your friend though? Is he married or was he a single so, guy? No, he's single. He, 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 he's single and uh, it's just the three of us hanging out and him and I are very close. And, uh, and I knew he would be open to that. 
you know, there's no doubt. He's just a very open person who lives life to its fullest. And, right, the life of the party guy, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we had kind of, my wife and I had kind of talked about some stuff, but never specifically about him. Um, and him and I had never talked about doing anything with her either. But to be honest, when the three of us were going in the hot tub, I knew it was going to happen. Right. And I knew. And I didn't do anything to make it happen, and it did. Mm-hmm. And it was really, it was really great. I loved it, and she loved it, and and he probably loved it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's great for him. Yeah, he yeah. was really into it. Yeah, so, so like I said, maybe a year and a half ago or so. So since then, they've done stuff together a lot. Solo. Um, mostly with me there, but mm-hmm. yes, solo too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you're really cool great. with that. Oh yeah, I think right. it's great. You for like her. it? I think it's really great for her. It's. I can't be another person and she's never experienced that before. Yeah. So she's experienced it with me there and she's experienced me there with him, but it's still one-on-one is a different experience mm-hmm. and I want her to experience anything she wants to. Um, and what about you? Do you do one-on-ones yourself? Yeah, we're open to that now. And I have, I've had some really cool experiences with women and I tell my wife about it afterwards. And sometimes she's jealous Really? And uh, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she's not. It kind of depends on the situation. But every time, I'm honest about it, and we talk about it, and we work through it, and we figure out, okay, can it happen again with this girl or not? And if she says no, it's not going to happen. It's just not. Right. Um, and she's had uh, other experiences with one other guy too, and um, and she's open to more if it happens. But she's not looking for that. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like one of those things where she kind of checked it off her list, and she's had some good experiences. And with our one friend that we're really close to, I'm sure she will have sex again because their sex is good; they have good energy between them. Right. And 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 I'm sure at some point she'll have sex with somebody else, but not like next month or you know, I I just don't know. Mm-hmm. But 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 she can't, and that's a really great thing. And kind of that's where we're at in our relationship now, where. We went to a sex club a couple weeks ago, like I said, when we were in Manhattan York, for, right? mm-hmm. for a long weekend. And we had a really cool, interesting experience there. It was different than than what we had ever done before. How come? New. What happened in New York that hasn't happened? Well, we previously. had never been to an on-premise club like right. that. Mm-hmm. And we kind of played it wrong. We went too early in the night. We should have showed up at about 1 a.m. Yeah. Place opens, the place opens at 10, and we got talked into going at 11. We, we should have showed up at 1 or 1.30. Um, but we had also had a big day. We were traveling. We were tired. We drank ourselves through Manhattan that day. and But still, we had some we had some cool... We saw some cool things, that's yeah. for sure. Um, you mean the stuff so, yeah, that, that was, was going something... down in New York that like you haven't seen before? I mean, I'm just curious, well, just, like, what, what's the difference? I wouldn't say it was anything we had not seen before, but it was expensive to get into that place. So the people were of means, everybody that was in there. Yeah. And early on in the night, it was an older crowd, not people we were into mostly. Oh, they were hot people for sure. But by 1, one thirty, the crowd kind of changed and uh, the, the older crowd kind of laughed and you kind of looked around and everybody that was in there was kind of between 25 and 40 and or 45 and ridiculously sexy and, you know, just super attractive people. And you just see people come in and 
Uh, you probably, you know, there's a guy named Dr. Guy on my um, podcast. I just posted an episode recently of him and his girlfriend. Uh, they were probably at that party. <laughs> and they're I like, heard the, the episode. Yeah, they're really the good looking. And if they were there, I know who they are. I don't really? know if they were there, but there's a couple that could have been them. Yeah, yeah he's older. She's younger. She's Russian yeah. and very blonde. Yeah. He's yeah. got like facial hair. Like uh, he's good looking. He's got yeah, tattoos. It's, it's um, possible. There's a couple kind of similar to that, but yeah. I'm not sure. There were a lot of people there. Yeah. Um, but he go, they go to that and they're super good looking and they show me pictures of the people that they hook up with and they're super good looking. So you oh, there's some, yeah, there are really attractive people there. It was really cool. Yeah, that's um, what I that's why I was wondering like what's the difference between in New York, other places, I would assume that would be a difference, right? Because it's New York yeah, City, right? So I don't know. I think I think the big difference in New York is so we're not experienced at this. We haven't been to sex clubs anyplace else ever. This is our first on premise club. Yeah. Um and people say that the clubs in New York are terrible. They're awful. Go to Toronto, go to New Jersey, go to Connecticut, go anywhere. The sex clubs in New York are not as good. But I think they're looking for a different thing. They're looking for a party. They're looking to go like a hotel takeover party where you go and there's yeah. uh, 100, 150 people and they're all good looking and they're all drinking together and having a good time. In New York, this is my kind of estimation of what's going on. Yeah. There's so many great places to go drink and have a good time. Totally. That people go out and drink and have a good time and they show up at the club at 2 a.m. Right. And, and they and they find somebody to fuck and they leave and go home. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you're going looking for that party and show up at 1030 or 1130. Right. That's where you said you guys played it wrong. Yeah, we really did. And there's not a lot of good looking people there. And it, it, there are there's super hot people, but there's also a little bit of an older element to the crowd. And um, it's just kind of boring. Right. You know, if we had it to do over again, that's what we would do. We'd go out, and we would drink and we would have a good time. And if we still had energy at one or one thirty, we would. Yeah. Listen, if you ever come back time. into New York, I'll give you Dr. Guy's email. He'll totally fucking hook you up. He's like that. What he's that guy. He would just tell you where to go. He'd meet up with you. Like, you don't understand. He's like, he's, you know, he would do I that. Him. I heard the episode. I'm sure he and I would have a good time together. Just yeah, from he's the cool. He sounded, yeah. He's super he friendly really and cool. outgoing and whatever. So anyway, so that's where you guys are at. Like, so it's, it's a very open relationship. I think it's, you know, very cool that like you said, like she kind of gets jealous. Sometimes she gets jealous, but like you guys talk through it. Right. And I think that that's the key to being sort of successful at, this kind of thing. I think one is that you have a very strong relationship and you've been with each other for a long enough time, right? You know, and that, but the communication thing, because I've had people on here who these kinds of stories have gone horribly wrong, but I've had a lot of couples on here that do this and it's totally cool and it's only added to sort of their sex life and the relationship and everything's like, Okay, you know, whereas some people think that it would be just the opposite, you know, it would be catastrophe in the relationship. And it is a lot of the times. But I think the things that I see in people that are successful at it compared to the people that aren't is like, you know, when you, you say like you're an overtalker, right? Like you're really open, you're really communicative, you push her to be the same way, right? And so you guys are just talking every step of the way. I know Dr. Guy and his girlfriend are very similar to that. You know, they're just very open with each other. And I think when yeah. people, and, and, 
any part of life, like in especially in relationships when you're so vulnerable and care about someone, that I think, you know, communication is key to every part of the relationship. But I think in a situation like this, it's it, it's the difference between being successful and not. I, I think it is, and I, and and then there there are two things that I would say, and when people ask, I always say it. yeah. it's the it's that it's the communication, and it's also that one thing that I said earlier that we both know. That as long as you love me, I'm I'm in this no matter what. Right. You can be anything. You can do anything. You can make any mistake. You can say anything. It, 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 unless you say you don't love me anymore, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere no matter what. And we both feel that way and always have. And so that makes it easy for, you know, because I'm, usually the, one, I'm with... usually the one on the leading edge of any change or anything new. Yeah. I'm more the risk taker. And it makes it easy for me to tell her. And to say it to her, and I'm—I don't have that worry that she's going to go. What? You're a freak. Get out of my house. Right, that's I'm never leaving you. Right, she there's no fear of abandonment, and I think that that's what's underneath a lot of things, and a lot of times, you know, the uh, right because. But I've always felt like if you know that someone's staying with you, and you know that emotionally, the thing that you have, like emotionally, right, in your relationship, is going to stay intact. What does it really matter if this? sexual stuff happens outside you know what I mean on the side it's not it, it doesn't make or break that foundation that you have right if you know that it's not going to because you like you said you have that sort of unconditional love for each other which I think is right. rare but you give each other that security you know then yeah. it doesn't have to really sort of matter it doesn't rock the boat so much you know right. I but I wonder if like when she gets jealous is it because she worries is like is it what is you know what's the situations that make her jealous you, you know usually it's she would never be jealous like if we went to like at that sex club there's nothing that would make her jealous there yeah. if we went to a party which that's not our thing anymore. We're not really into that, but we will go again at some yeah. point. We have um, not in the too far distant past, but she would never get jealous in that environment. But if it's somebody that kind of see, there's, there's like a personality type that she knows I'm drawn to. She knows I'm kind of a caregiver and I want to take care of people. And I like to be everybody's friend. And, and, and I, and I have friends that are girls. Um, I'm drawn to girls. Uh, and so, she gets a little nervous if it's somebody that she thinks I'm, I'm taking care of them a little too much. Right. And she doesn't it, want it, you and, to get and, emotionally and, too close. And she doesn't want them to get emotionally too yeah, close. Right. And if it's that type of personality, even if it's somebody I barely know, but if it's that type of personality where she thinks they're a little bit of a drama queen, a little bit needy, she's her, you know, her feathers are going to get up on her back a little bit and she's going to put, it put the veto, put the veto power out there. Yeah, and say, I this think is she's not, smart. No, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. Yeah, that's yeah, smart. She probably is. She know, you know, yeah. I think that that's a smart boundary to sort of keep and and uh, not let that go because you just don't want those that kind of messy shit. But I think that that's really great. It's another yeah, success it is really story. Great. I it's, was just talking to somebody that I was working on my back recently, and he's just like so obsessed with this whole sex thing and like people sleeping around and having open relationships that he just thinks this comes from dysfunctional play. Like I have to have him listen to this episode because I'm like, no, you don't understand. I listen to people all day long on my podcast, and so there's a lot of people on my show. They have really great relationships. These are mainly monogamous people that have opened it up, you know, and are doing okay. And there's nothing dysfunctional about it. You know, it's just kind of fun, you know, and, um, but I just think that there's still those people that are super judgy 
and have that sort of point of view, you know, and I, that's why I love doing my show. And that's why I love for people like you to call in and talk about it. So people could really see that, you know, people do do this. It's not, you know, coming from a dysfunctional place. It doesn't, you know, and it didn't ruin your relationship and it's only adding to it. And I think that that's a, a good story to tell. And so people know that that's an option that's out there, that it could happen. You know what I mean? And that it's, yeah, it's real. Yeah. But you're, but you're right that people are judgy. Like there's oh, so all judgy. kind of alternative lifestyles now that are accepted. Right. You know, any any type of sexuality now, people are open to. The poly thing is talked about openly and a yeah, lot. It's, great. it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But the word swinger. And like I, I said, we're not, that's we don't really think of ourselves name. as we don't think of ourselves as swingers. We yeah. we think of our situation as being uh we, we definitely think of it as an open marriage, but Yeah. Um, you gotta use the like younger term, terms. People you, you say that and people, nobody accepts that. No, you're right. Because it's children. just the fucking word though. Because if you think about it, everything that everyone's accepting with these fancy words is the same shit, right? But it's yeah. just old school. And also the people that are quote unquote still calling it swinging are older and, you know, older people. I, to me, the people that are creating sort of this openness to all this new stuff is the younger generation. It's not the older people, right? I think people are right. hopping onto it. People that were ahead of their time, you know what I mean? Are saying, wow, yeah. thank fucking God yeah. this is happening. But a lot of them right. aren't, you know what I mean? They're still sort of, you know, you grew up in the, I'm in my 40s, late 40s. So, you know, we're in the same generation. So, you know, but I was always ahead of my time. I always was super open-minded, like with all this stuff, you know, and I think it's like fantastic what's going on but I think it's more the younger people you know so you still have yeah, those right. people alive and in our age category that are calling it swinging and looking at it and are yeah. super judgy about it you know but yeah. you don't with the people coming up you don't have it it's just and I think that no, that's they really don't, great they don't even expect they don't even expect to be monogamous a lot of them yeah like and they, the women too it's not just the guys it's across right, the board right. it's awesome they know in their 20s that they don't necessarily want monogamy yeah. they, want, they may want to fall in love they may want marriage or they may want to raise children with somebody. They may want to find somebody to be with forever. But at the same time, there there are many more of them, a much higher percentage, are recognizing that monogamy isn't the rule that yes. everyone has to follow. If that's that going to be like not the norm. Maybe it works for some people and maybe it doesn't for others. Exactly. And I think that that's wonderful. You know, uh, you know, 10 years from now, I won't have a show because no one's going to care to listen to people talk, you know, because it's just going to be open. But like right now, this is still a place where people could come on and talk about things because it's we still do have like, you know, a, a lot of people who think this kind of stuff is crazy. But to me, what I know, because I do this and I talk to people all the time and I get it, listen, I get a lot of emails from people that never call into my show. But you know, and it's like, besides the people on my show, I know this is what a lot of people are doing. This shit is going down. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people are doing it. The person yeah. sitting next to you, someone in your family, maybe you, you know, and uh, yeah. it's about time we just like sort of talk about it, accept it. And who the fuck cares? Like, as long as you're not hurting anybody, I don't understand why people are judgy about sex anyway. Like other people's sex. Like, what does it matter? I mean, yeah, right. I mean, I get if you, Yeah, I get if you care if it's your partner, right? And I, right. I understand that. But if it's not, I don't understand what matters, what other people do sexually but other people but you know whatever that's a whole lot we don't need to discuss that but anyway (laughs) thanks for calling in and sharing your story sure but i didn't have time to ask you about your pantyhose thing but you did get into pantyhose like late in life right like that was a thing that you also sort of got into uh yeah i mean maybe it's a 
maybe it's you know another oh subject yeah because we day, have but... to do it because you know what yeah. i can't believe i forgot and i i can't i have to cut this short right now but uh you your wife i'm gonna leave this in as a teaser because maybe we have to tape another one your wife has like you got into pantyhose right yeah and you're I, yeah and you and your wife set up like an online presence for her right where she does um a, yes. she i guess is a pantyhose model or something whatever you're yes. gonna have to get more yes. into it in a future episode right. we tape again right. and she's got like thousands of followers like i mean and she gets paid for it i want to know how she gets paid i have a million more questions so we have to tape again yeah that's a really interesting subject matter especially because she's she's a professional she had a great career and this is like the secret thing that happens on the side and it's 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 our thing that we do together and probably more mine than hers right but she's the mo- she's the model. She's the one that's out there. And, oh, yeah. No, uh, we need to do this whole thing. I totally forgot. In a weird way, I'm glad that I forgot because I, I'm glad that we took the whole hour to sort of talk about everything else. And I wasn't rushing through so that I could hit everything. You know what I mean? That's what sort of happens because I feel like there's a lot to talk about there. And I have a lot of questions. And so we'll just do a whole other episode. You want to do that? Sure. Yeah. I'm game for that. Yeah, All this right. has been great. It, this conversation kind of just organically happened, and it that's it how they always. Went. Yeah, that's how it works. I never have like questions prepared ahead of time. I really like to go on knowing as little as possible. I never know where the conversation is going to go. I'm naturally curious. So I'm, you know, my questions just come into my head because I just want to know things. I I find people, I just think people are interesting, right? So, you know, it just goes where it goes. So, So, but like I said, in a weird way, I'm glad it went this way because I think that there's a lot there and I have a lot of questions about that. And, uh, we'll, so we'll have you on again. So this is just the teaser next time we're going to talk about your pantyhose fetish and your and your girl's uh pantyhose uh career quote unquote <laughs> <laughs> okay sounds good i'm game for that all right jeff thanks for calling in and we'll talk again soon i'll email you thanks, we'll schedule. okay bye okay bye do you have a story lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, Strictly Anonymous Podcast.